Through 57 games, James Harden has not played a single game with fewer than 7 assists. He has recorded double-digit assists in 48 of those games, all whilst averaging 22 points per game on 61.5% through shooting. London club Chelsea and Manchester United have been in the first and third place respectively since game week 12. Liverpool, Arsenal and Manchester City have alternated among the remaining four spots. Hi, my name is Cyril and along with my co-host Moose and Donald, welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. For today's episode, we delve into what it means to be a fan. That one thing that connects us all from those who are passionate about a team to those who just have a passing interest in the game superstars. We also be looking at the news making the headlines in the world of sports and also figure out what to do with this whole Wenger out situation again. Before we begin, any reaction to our random start of the week? Uh, Donald? United just cannot get out of Seth Candy. It's preordained at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like week in, week out, you think you see you see the lights, but I mean they get the result and then everything else just seems to just fall back in place and yeah, they end up Yeah. Yeah, there have been a couple of opportunities to Missed. actually make significant exactly. yeah, steps forward, but that's we, coming back to bite. Exactly, we, United missed those opportunities. Eh? It is what it is. Yeah. But it's a testament to Conte's revival at Chelsea that they have been steadily holding on to that top position. Exactly. You know, you look at the team from top to bottom, and then you you think that yeah, where's the problem? You know, there's no there's no there's no surprise that they're on top of the league. They're playing complete football. And they're winning games, grinding out results when they have to. They deserve to be up there. Moose, any reactions on your end? Harden shooting or playing a game, 47 games, no fewer than seven assists. That's impressive. I think his last game he had 14. Stone Cold, MVP. Clare Cut candidate, in your opinion? For me, it's pretty much between him and Russell Westbrook because of what they're doing for their basketball teams. Because... I mean, the Rockets are the fourth seed now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they lost a dude from Orlando, Dwight Howard, yeah. Or was traded, but yeah. I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> no, they, they, they lost Dwight Howard. You made it sound like it was an injury, man. No, I mean, <laughs> no, they, they, he, he's, it was he's, a not, loss, he's a significant loss to the team. You have to be honest, even though he was on the wing. I mean, he was one of their bigger players, and then they moved to Clint Capella, who's pretty much he's a kid. He's playing impressively, to and be he's honest. He's been playing impressively, so... And Mike D'Antoni, you know, his his gung-ho offense. I mean, as as a scorer, you would love to play under Mike D'Antoni. I Which remember Kobe said Kobe said if he had played a few more years under uh, Mike D'Antoni, he would be the he would beat uh, Karim Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. <laughs> like, I'm sure that was tongue-in-cheek, but you know, I feel like it's between him and Russell Westbrook. I mean, the Thunder are really you know in and out of the playoff spots. The Houston Rockets are a lock-in, and he has been pretty vital this season. So, I mean, and being the most MVP really stands for most valuable player. As far as I'm concerned, give it to him. And also because I feel like Russell Westbrook isn't really that much of an efficient scorer, and I just have a thing for players who can't, who aren't. Even without touching on the whole argument of Russell's efficiency and turnover rates, do you think the deciding factor should be the team with the most wins? As in, if the Rockets end up with more wins at the end of the season, clearly Harden should get that over us. Well, the thing about MVP voting is luckily, it's mostly done by the sports writers. Mm-hmm. There isn't, you know, uh, fan, fan voting votes. isn't as strong as it is in For all-star. all-star voting. So yeah. I guess we are going to have a good MVP this season. 
if I had a vote, I would give it to James Harden because he's playing phenomenally well. And it's 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 pretty fun knowing that these two plus Kevin Durant used to play on the same team. Thunder fans mm. must yeah. be crying right now, but hey. Speaking of Durant, I think he also is in a conversation for MVP yeah. as well as Kawhi and LeBron. So it's actually a pretty good as well as as well as Steph. So you so <laughs> I guess what happens is I mean um Steph and K D are going to steal votes from each other. So I guess being the being the big man on your team helps. That's where LeBron comes in, that's where uh, that's where Kawhi comes in, that's where Harden and, Harden Russ, and Russ come benefits. in. Yeah, that's where they benefit. But hey. Russell really wants it. I'll be happy if he wins. He really wants it. You can tell he really wants it. He's, he's but you feel that the efficiency is going to come back and bite him, especially with most of the writers. That's bad. But he yeah. really wants it, so credit to him. We'll and see. the thing about Man United is, I mean, for me, I don't care. They're picking up points, yeah. and so long as you're picking up points, it really doesn't matter. I'd you'd, you'd you'd very much rather be we sit with more points than sit with less points. Yeah. I'll put it that way. So you're 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 closer. The teams ahead of there are still the same number of teams ahead of you, but you're closer to making ground. And the point is you're trying yeah. to make ground. So And I think for United fans they can take solace in the fact that the point difference between the fifth yeah. and sitting top four position. It could all change in one game week. Exactly. Well it's four points it's four points from second to sit. Exactly. It's reducing throughout the game yeah. week. So yeah. it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. It's not as bad as you'd rather you'd rather be there than be sit and you know a yeah. far away from the top five. So yeah. it's still sit but it's, it's a good they are, it's <laughs> like like I said, they are good sits and they are bad sits. <laughs> sit to sit. Yeah. Uh, right. So, talking about fans, the entire ATW team is made up of fans. You're all fans of different sport teams. Now, we are going to delve into that a bit more to figure out exactly what it means. So, primarily, we discuss football and basketball here on ATW. And we've realized that both sports take a different approach when it comes to how they describe fans. Especially the super passionate ones and the ones that fall on the other end of the spectrum, the casual fans, if you will. Uh, For football... The real fans, aka the supporters, are the ones that you know go to all the matches. They go to the stadiums. They know the songs. They know, this, they know their position on the league table. They know the <laughs> the team schedule, the fixtures. They know not just the not they're just the big games, but then the smaller games, the FA Cups, the Carling Cups, the smaller competitions. The super fans know all these yeah. and are ready to go. They know the club chants and all that. The casual fans are the ones that are only interested in highly entertaining or highly publicized fixtures. So. Your El Classicals, your Messi side, <laughs> Davies, your London Clash. That's where the casual fan comes in for the football. Le Classique. Le Classique. <laughs> right. That's where the fan comes in for football. But for basketball, the distinction is quite different. I hope it's a spectrum. It is a spectrum. And not a dichotomy. No, it's a spectrum. There's a, there's a slider, if you will. There's a slider, exactly. Yeah, where, right. do you fall? where do you fall on the spectrum? Uh, for basketball... What fans are equivalent to football supporters, as in these are the diehards, they know the numbers, they know the starting five, they know the bench players, they know the people in the front office, they know the trades that have been made, they are well versed in cap space, <laughs> and some of them can't even go so far as to actually know what the advanced stat metrics that each member of the starting <laughs> roster I can think I, I think I know a few people like that. <laughs> So basketball's equivalent of casual fans with bandwagon fans. These are guys who come in when it's like the Warriors are playing well, Curry's hot. I'm a Warriors fan right now. LeBron when he went to the Heat, so LeBron when he just won with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. These are guys who hop on. 
and start rooting more more so for a team that's doing well or a player that's just you know in banging impressive form. Where does the ATW team fall along this scale? Are we super casual or do we see ourselves as super super diehard fans? I'm super casual. So Moses go is super casual. Moses, <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I doubt mean, a super casual. I doubt a super casual fan will be on a podcast sports sports show discussing sports. But hey, I'm a believer. I trust I don't people. That. So I'm going to don't know. Where, where, where would you classify yourself? Um, I'm more of like a, mostly a super fan. Okay, so we have a super casual fan in Moose and a super fan in Donald. I think. No, but I'm a little bit casual too. Like, just uh, it depends hint, on the sport. <laughs> Sprinkles of casual. Sprinkles of casual. So it's been there, but yeah. That works perfectly. I think it depends on the sport for me. Uh, for football, basketball, I would say I'm super. I'm a super fan for specific teams. Yeah, actually, same thing. For me. But for other sports, let's say F1, I'm just really super yeah. casual. I just watch the races, but I don't really care much about the constructors championship or the team dynamics. I just casually observe tennis as well. Moose, do you want to change your answer or are you still super casual? Oh no, I mean I was just kidding. Definitely not if 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 you know me, you know I'm definitely not super casual. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bigger than sometimes it feels bigger than sports. It's a religion, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean it just I guess the clubs don't care. You know, they want as many fans as they can. They want as many fans who care enough to spend money. You know, so be casual. I think the whole, you know, super fan, casual fan thing just comes down to, you know, fans trying to make distinctions, you know, bragging rights, beating their chest. Hey, I care about the sport more than you do. Hey, you're just here for the... Or sunk in more investment. Emotional. Exactly. (laughs) It's just, you know, fans trying to stratify themselves, trying to, you know, build hierarchies where they feel better about themselves. Can you say, like, can you say football is a culture? And if you claim to be a part of this culture and you don't... Understand the aspects. You don't live out... (laughs) <laughs> you know, you don't live the, this culture. People can accuse you of betraying it, and that's where you know the super fans will say that you know the casual fans are yeah they're not serious or something like that. I feel like for a super, that's the argument most super fans do make, in that you are coming into this brotherhood organization, this system, yeah. and you aren't well versed. You haven't taken the time to understand that various aspects are important to us. And from a super fans perspective. Everything regarding the team, the club, the player is important. You can't pick and choose what it is you prioritize, which games you watch. It's all—it's an all-or-nothing package. So I guess from a Superman's perspective, what the argument Donald is presenting is perfectly legitimate. And Moose? All-or-nothing package sounds a lot like a religion. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 well, the thing—the thing about the thing about sports and you know, sports and like certain sports club you follow. A relationship analogy works just perfectly. You know, I mean, it's pretty much a marriage. You're 
you get to know something so well that you can't just leave it. Some people, some people eventually do. Some people never do. Some people go to abusive relationships with their clubs <laughs> and still, you know, and still stay. It's a it's relationship. It's, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. a relationship. Some people yeah. are only around because things are great. As soon as things start to go bad, they leave. You know, it's yeah. some people cheat. <laughs> some people cheat every once in a while. You know, some people leave for a while and come back, come realize, back, yeah. realize they, they just the can't find the they, they can't find, they can't find the same. You know they so don't care. Don't quit social media. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. it's 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 pretty much a relationship, and people yeah. deal with relationships differently. I mean, you can't really fault anybody for. I mean, I mean, among friends, you know, you can, you know, roast each other for whatever. But I really don't get to taking it too far. You know, I'm not gonna be an ultra cut myself. You but know. I think that's a that's a the other extreme. That's extreme. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but but you know, like. Because for the ultra, I, I don't feel a like super fan is probably a casual fan. A super fan is probably a casual fan. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, think about it. So let's find. Let's say I'm a bandwagon jumper, but I bought a jersey. You're a super fan. You, all you do is like sit in front of the you TV. know the TV and watch. You know, <laughs> I mean, as far as the club is concerned, I am a paying customer. So there's net have, revenue. There's net yeah. revenue yeah. from me being a casual fan. So yeah. the club really, really doesn't care about that. It really just cares about the people who are bringing money in. So, I mean, support who you want, you know. And, I mean, they, let's put it this way. Somebody can be so much of a fan of football, such as myself, that you can have a club you want, but watch so much of so many other clubs that you could be mistaken to be a fan of some other club. Are you are you cheating on your club or do you just enjoy the sport so much? You know, the argument but, there will be is it's all for the game. It's all for the it's yeah. all for the game. It's all for your love of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like hey, if I mean, I would prefer you stick around. You you know you pick one and stick to it. I mean, it's but it's. It's it's there's integrity there, but it's not a big deal. If you want to change your yeah. club, change your club. Nobody can do anything to you. I mean, you're here to enjoy sports. It's supposed to make your life, your miserable life, better. You know, it's supposed to give you happy moments. Pick whichever one you pick, whichever one suits you, and just go with it. You know, okay. if today, if today you support the Golden State Warriors, and then. The team blows up, and now the Sixers are now the hot team. And you want to jump <laughs> on that? Or the Simmons, the Simmons and Embiid train? Hey, go ahead, man! I mean, whatever makes your whatever, Thursday night, whatever <laughs> makes your Thursday night happy, man. Um, go ahead. So you say um, you're talking about the fans that like um, can you know would want to choose to change their teams, right? And you feel like you know you're committed and dedicated to your team, mm-hmm. and that person wants to troll you. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? How do I feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's understandable, but I could also, that's also ammo for me. If I know that you're, you're switching teams, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to throw, you put yourself in the arena. And that's one of the worst things anybody can say about you. The fact that you're not a proper fan. The fact that, you know, so it matters. Year, yeah, so it matters then being a proper fan. Yeah, so that's, that's no, but if you're trying to troll me, you know, then now we are in a fan type of discussion. No, so even, it's also ammo for me to troll you. No, but even with trolling out of the window, if mm-hmm. sports a, a discussion, if I'm having a conversation with someone and we just happen to talk about teams we support, and I find out, oh, I just made a switch to Manchester City two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like 
I'm inherently going to discount whatever discussions or conversation or points you are bringing up just because I just can't take you seriously. No, but you're not going to, you know, you're not going to dismiss his points. Not dismiss. You're going to dismiss his supports for the club. Exactly. That's still a great point. It's, they are just points. You get what I'm saying? That's it's a discussion. But you dismiss the, you know, you dismiss the deepness of his support, so to speak. Well, I guess that's the you idea. Know? That's the ideal, and that's the see, ideal response. That's why, that's why, that's why I said, is it's like a relationship because to leave to leave a club is not easy. If I left if I left the club I support right now, I mean I would have to now know who the legends were. I would now have to know the club's history. But you still people, have you still have yeah. the history of your previous club still yeah. with you. Yeah. For some people it's not that deep. No, for some people it's not that deep and that's understandable. But I'm talking that's what I'm saying. See, I'm <laughs> talking sense. about I'm talking about who you are as a person and the reason why some people can't leave their clubs. It's 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 a marriage. You know, you've been through so much together that mm-hmm. to leave it and start again. Just seems unthinkable. It just seems unthinkable. Do you get what I'm saying? You do you you know you'd rather mm-hmm. stick with what you know. And I mean, we can talk about all the fine TVs around there, but don't kill yourself over football. You know, don't don't give yourself heart attacks over your sports <laughs> teams. I mean, it's great to watch them. I mean the Lakers are losing right now and I'm happy because I just hope they lose more so they can keep the pick. Please keep the pick. Because <laughs> if they, if we lose this pick, we also send the twenty nineteen pick to Orlando and I don't want that to happen. And this is a loaded draft. I would even wish that we trade players for just to just a top fifteen <laughs> a top fifteen pick. Lou Will can go to a contender. In a three-way trade, that will give us another <laughs> bad team's pick. I just need two picks in this draft. And I'm pretty we, sure some Lakers fan will argue that you're a pretty, you know, you're a bad fan for wanting the team to do worse. Just to no, but there's incentive. Draft. There's, a, yeah. there's incentive to tank in the NBA. The NBA is different. The NBA is, is yeah, in the Premier like League. There's incentive to tank. I mean. The 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 Sixers are in in sweet shape because they tanked be- for a very long time. The Sam Hinkie process. So let's 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 not talk about that. It's the Sam Hinkie process <laughs> yeah. that has brought them here. So hey, let's be real here. But going back to our discussion on fandom for a bit, uh, where do we feel foreign fans fall? Because for most super fans, the ability or to actually go to a stadium, purchase a ticket, support your team, is very much part of the process of being a super fan. Is it unfair for foreign fans who Die hards, they've watched the game growing up as kids, they support the team, they watch all the games, they cancel, you know, they moved events in their life just to be a part of their team, but they just can't happen to go to the stadium. Are there any less? Passion is passion, isn't it? Yeah, but the argument would be passion isn't being shown at the stadium. Yeah, but that's but, unfair. Yeah. Because for what you're saying they have put, you know, they have invested quite a lot in their support. And you can never, you can never really, you can never really quantify the passion a person. Yeah, the passion. Of, you I'm can't really about. quantify it. But I mean, if, if if you're doing so much, if you're giving so much time, if you're giving so much energy to supporting, mm-hmm. even without having been to the stadium, you are a super fan, man. I know fans who've never been to the stadiums of the club, but they buy jerseys every year. Yeah. They're watching the games, you know, they get yeah, on the players. Forums, <laughs> people people have named mm-hmm. their kids after, you know, their favorite <laughs> legends, football, yeah. football legends, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. I mean it's because to do that, how many fans can fit in the stadium? Exactly. At, yeah. It's at, a limited capacity anyway. Yeah. At yeah. you know 
you know, at a given time to 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 watch a game. So that's what I'm saying. It's all it's all it's all infighting between fans. I just feel like you know everybody should. I mean, let's all I, don't watch, I don't watch. I don't watch. I don't. Let's all be <laughs> friends. I mean. No, let's no, let's all be siblings, you know. Friends <laughs> friends means we like each other. Siblings is just that we just have to tolerate each, each other. other. <laughs> yeah, we are stuck with each other. We just have to tolerate each other. Yeah. And sometimes we just want to, you know, grab them by the neck and just shake shake. But it's all fun. But it's all yeah, it's all it's all it's all fun. A uh, quick question I do want to ask the rest of you guys. Uh, for basketball the attitude seems to be a bit different when it comes to foreign fans supporting teams. We is there any reason we can we feel we can attribute to this? Why do European fans specifically feel much more possessive about their clubs than American fans seem to feel about their franchises? This is easy. Moose? Because American sports franchises aren't many. The only you know the the only thirty Well, twenty nine if you count to Toronto. North America. <laughs> okay, it's still North America. <laughs> the only thirty North yeah. American basketball teams, and there are way more than thirty big metropolitan cities in the United States. So, you have to understand that only only a lucky group of cities get to have you know their own NBA team. So, yeah, certain states don't even have any team. They don't have any team, and certain states have multiple teams. You exactly. know, it's just yeah. it's just the way it's just the way it goes. You know, at the end of the day, you have to understand it's a business. But when you go to European football clubs, you know everybody has a local team. Wherever you stay, there's probably, I mean, if 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 you live and in how England, much inside a Division One, League One, League Two. If you live in England, there is probably a football side within. A uh, fifty kilometer radius, fifty to hundred kilometer radius of where you live, a, a, a reasonably sized, you know, football club. So you will, you will see, you will see that sort of thing because there's always a local club, you know. And then, I mean, most of your strongest fans should be the local guys, the people who feel like, hey, this is my town, this is my team. So I guess that's where the whole European thing comes from because American sports Americans understand the business of sport too well, a little too well so it's not really that well spread out it's it's made to be an efficient money making machine so you have 30 NBA teams and that's maximize revenue that's just maximize revenue as opposed to I mean how would you how would you schedule 200 NBA teams a 200 NBA team season okay, I mean well, hey 100 plus <laughs> Conferences. Don't know your comments. I mean, I could have said it better than most, to be honest. Probably could if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think you know most of us pretty much said it all. Like, um, yeah, there aren't that many basketball teams, and you know, um, it's interesting to see in that regard. It's interesting to see foreign foreign people come in and then you know find them supporting these teams. Much more welcoming environment. Yeah, much more welcoming. Because you understand, hey, you're in a city without a basketball team, so what are you going to do? Exactly. You know, it's not, it's not as if, but you have, there's a basketball team in your city, why are you supporting the one in a different city? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? There's none in your city, so hey, mm. you're pretty much free to choose. And, and then there's always, there's also transplants, like people move in, people live in different cities as well. So, We've agreed that foreign fans face certain challenges when it comes to going to stadiums and the like. Yeah. Let's try and figure out what the next best reason or the next best card, if you will, that can, you know, 
classify you as a super fan. If you can't make it to the stadium, <laughs> what's the next thing, the next criteria you have to meet? That a super fan will be like, okay, I'll allow it. Is it one? Watch all the televised games. Okay, so Watch that's as one. Watch many of the televised games. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you're giving, if you're giving that much time to them, you know, and then you're fine. really dedicated fan. And, and these days, social media is big, so you definitely have to be following them on social media. I mean, if... But those are... Yeah, argue, so I don't follow... I don't follow them also. I don't think I follow fighting on social media as well. Their social medias can be annoying. I mean, I follow, I follow what's happening with yeah. them, but not yeah. like the yeah. official okay, social so media. I guess, account. you know... It's, you know, not necessarily social media. But you follow the you club. Just follow the you just follow the club. Yeah, club. Exactly. Yeah. You follow the club pretty strongly. I mean, yeah. think, I mean, it's you're choosing to give this yeah. much of your time to yeah. to the sports. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, it just it, it just pretty much comes down to how much are you giving to the club? How much are you giving to the, you know, you're watching all yeah. the games, you're buying the jerseys, you know, you're cheering them on. You know, you're emotionally invested. Your team loses, you skip dinner. <laughs> that should count for something. That should, yeah, that should definitely count for something. <laughs> a quick, a quick question I wanted to ask the rest of you as well. Um, why do hardcore fans most of the time feel that new fans that just hopped on are less deserving? There's a, I feel like I said, I'm guilty of this myself sometimes. I want people to, you know, to have been there through the struggle, through the lean periods. Then you can enjoy the excessive. Because when you just come in and it's like, yeah, we are winning. I'm like, dude, where were you when <laughs> what so stuff was bad? So you're basically calling out the Chelsea and City fans. Well, not necessarily <laughs> the Chelsea and Leicester and City. I'm sure the Leicester fans have popped off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Leicester fan friend, though. Okay, he stays strong. Yeah, he's off. Like, yeah, he jumped on the stage yeah, the wagon ages jumped. ago. Oh, so he just jumped on. <laughs> oh yeah, he just jumped on. For the PL win, he just, he jumped, just jumped, jumped off. off. Yeah, he oh man. Okay. Yeah. But um how do we feel? Do I justify it? <laughs> I don't know man. I mean it depends. Or oh, this is a an emotional no, aspect personally, of the game. But personally it depends like for me it depends. During arguments, during discussions about football, depends where we are coming from. If you if you can still make solid points within the during the arguments, I mean a solid point is a solid point, you know. If good points are good points, Facts so it doesn't fire. matter, yeah. But when it comes to things like back and forth trolling stuff like that, yeah, Banza. that's where that's where I'm more, that's where you lose me. Moose, it's just it's just typical human behavior, human possessive behavior. You know, it's the same with it's the same with um, movie stars. It's the same with musicians. It's the same with everything. You hear the whole hey, I was a fan back in two thousand and one. You just you just started <laughs> listening. You're not a real fan. I have all yeah. the mixtapes, man. I was going to <laughs> have the unreleased, untitled, unreleased, untitled. You know, I have them. I have, man. I was listening to this guy when he was rapping in his roommate's basement. I have the stuff he you doesn't know. even know he yeah he recorded. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's always yeah. you always try to one up. You always try to show that yeah. 
you know you're a better fan than the next person yeah. it's it's just it's just typical really so you do what works for you you know i'm not going to i'm not going to bend and twist to fit someone else's definition of what a fan is just you know just do what makes you enjoy being a fan because at the end of the day it's all about enjoyment mm-hmm. it's all about the sports you are watching do what makes you enjoy being a fan yeah so musa so do whatever <laughs> you need to do to enjoy being a fan man don't let anybody tell you different you see there is a level of emotional investment where you can pretend but you are still you are there yeah. you are there you can pretend you don't care but you do care and then that's where you've been got and that's where you can leave and that's where you feel like ah okay i am attached to this football club i'm attached to this basketball club we are in this for a while maybe not a long while but you're still in this for a while so someone actually some ganian actually became a Leicester fan yeah Well, no, well, I know Arsenal fans that moved to that moved to City. <laughs> the most dastardly thing you can do, yeah, like, like, but I mean, credit to them, man. They were able to do it. We're happy. So, listeners, uh, get in touch with us at uh, GCRATW on Twitter and hashtag my first time. Tell us, you know, the defining moment that made you either switch a team, switch sides to another team. Or the first moment that you actually decide that hey, I guess this is real. <coughs> this is my day now. <laughs> this is happening. It's been a pretty crazy week in terms of well, sports news, events, headlines. Uh, one that jumped out at me: Asamajan has been found guilty <laughs> of an ethical hit in the United Arab Emirates because he broke some guidelines. I I just can't figure it out. Yeah. There was nothing crazy about his hair. It's just so the thing was his 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 hair is unprescribed. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like being in right? being in secondary school. Well, there's nothing really religious, given that there's nothing really fancy about his hair. We are going to include it. Was a mohawk. Was a mohawk. There's nothing really. No, there's really nothing. <laughs> I mean, fair now. Maybe this is me pleading ignorance to specific other no, religions. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong, of course. But then, well, that's what I'm saying. It depends. I don't. What as a cultural religious thing? Because to be fair, he's had this hairstyle for a while. So the fact that it's that now finding issue. No, because even in Ghana, right? Yeah. If you have a mohawk, yeah. isn't there a perception that you're a bad boy? That's a perception. Right. But to be fair, an ethical. Hair. No, a perception that's that that stems from where that comes from where. But that's just society, you know, projecting. Exactly. So that society have certain standards. Yeah. And the more and then he more. fell foul of that. So. Okay. I mean, but to be fair to him, he's being paid two fifty thousand. So he's I guess got, yeah, he's got two hundred fifty thousand reasons. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> he's going to cut that. <laughs> to, to cut his. I mean, hey, I would, I would just, I would just say, hey, how do you want my hair? I would have been like, send your barber over. <laughs> Let's get this done. Yeah, Let's get this done. done. Okay. Could you could you say they're trying to kick him out and this is the start they're of the process? They're trying to just wind up. Mm-hmm. They're trying to just you know no, wind down no, to kick him. Kick it wasn't just him, was it? No, it was him and a bunch yeah. of other players. It was him and a bunch of other oh, okay. So I think fourteen it. total. Yeah. So fourteen total. Fourteen oh, players got a warning letter that hey guys, yeah, yeah, hey guys, check your hair, man. Hey, man. <laughs> catch your hair, man. So I guess it's a new thing. Catch going your hair or leave. Exactly. Yeah. So Pepsi is funding a new movie. Basically based off Kyrie's Uncle Drew impersonation, oh. so I guess it's going to be an old man who joins a basketball rec team and just ends up, I don't know, being amazing. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? I feel like most 
I can't really think of very funny sports comedies. There are very few and far between, and this just seems like one that is going to be destined to be like, uh, it wasn't so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a nice touch though. For a, a movie though, <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be one long commercial, guys. Every it's going to be a basketball it's scene. It's Pepsi. Everybody's drinking it's Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi have a really good record of really. Yeah, yeah those are ads. Those are like three minutes. A movie, a comedy movie should sustain laughter. They should be yeah, my, my thing is, does Kyrie have the personality to Can carry he even act? I mean, he's a dumb I mean, basketball there, player. There, there are basketball players who I feel have the personality to carry a movie. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'll say Blake Griffin. He's actually really funny. He was good again, was it? Broke. Broad City, actually. Ah, you watched the Broad yeah. City episode where he was uh, Elana's, uh, you call, yeah. Elana's date. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I mean, he has, he has, he has a very affable personality. He's very, he's a very likable person. I mean, yeah, you would say the same for someone like maybe a Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard. You know, sure. someone like maybe a Dwight Howard. I mean, but I guess Not maybe Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe Pepsi have that, you know, that thing going with him. They have this endorsement deal with mm-hmm. him, and I think the Uncle Drew commercials did quite well. But that's the commercial. Can we really stretch? That into a forty plus mini movie. As for me, as for me, I'm just a comparing like, plot. If, if, <laughs> if if Pepsi have the money to do Uncle Drew, I don't know why we haven't got Space Jam too, man. That's happening though. That's LeBron is. It's taking too long. It's <laughs> no, really, it's taking. Listen, there there has been a generation of players who should have been in Space Jam who never got to be in a Space Jam movie, and I am pissed about that because it skipped over them. Yeah, it skipped over them. I'm not going to say any names. Give <laughs> us the Space Jam movie while we have our stars. Okay, we're very passionate about Space Jam. Who have figured that out? Um, also making the news this week. Uh. Premier League referee Mark Klattenberg is taking his talents to Saudi Arabia. It's not kind of crazy because the Chinese league has important players and now it seems that referees are also on the menu. With referees, it's kind of different, isn't it, with players? Because with players, there's honors, there's uh, trophies. trophies, there's, you know, but there's so much. But with refs, it's, it's all about just help us get <laughs> help us start the game and finish the game yeah you know yeah so for them it's, it's easier for them to go it's easier Moose how do you feel UK either way or just referees making moves now couldn't be bothered I care because I mean referees are pretty important to a football match and like someone said Mike, Mark Clattenburg is the least worst referee in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, you know? he had an amazing 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody, top, top nobody, nobody, nobody likes referees, so you can't really say he's the best referee because, yeah. I mean, everybody, a referee is going to give you something to hate about mm-hmm. him throughout the course of the season. And, I mean, the quality of officiating is really important. And for such a you know, such a top class referee to get pushed away. It's, you know, it really raises a lot of eyebrows. I mean, do you have quality referees coming coming in? Is the quality of officiating going to drop? Because you know, I mean, they are pretty important. And if this is something that's going to start happening, because they have a big profile, because I don't know why they would pick him. I guess maybe he's popular. I guess maybe yeah. he made a name for himself as yeah. a Premier League referee. So they just. 
they just want to bank in on that but what what are these people doing man? especially yes. during a time where the officiating in the Premier League is being questioned like, yes why lose such a quality exactly team? so yeah why you know let him go well it's looking like the people who keep on slating Clattenburg for his decisions are probably going to find <laughs> that the replacements mm-hmm. are going to be a bit more problematic than he is you know, some, some people have also said that you know, it also gives an opportunity for someone to rise up but I feel, but I feel like people should understand the reason there are there are levels to be the referee, and for all his faults, Klassenberg was one of the Premier League's best. Yeah. So the guy from the Championship is going to make mistakes in the big games. So unless they are willing to give half like a waiting period, be patient with whoever the new replacement is, he mm-hmm. lost a very very good referee. Yeah. Oh, they should also start importing referees then. <laughs> They should just start poaching referees, yeah. Because, I mean, if if um, and that's the thing, you know, you have players getting paid so much that I'm guessing the referees aren't paid that much, and that's why you can poach the referees. So now, when you, if you realize, that's what I'm saying, you have to also respect the other people who make things work. You're not paying them that much, but so long as they become vital. You also you also have to you also have to cut them in to protect them because I don't think England have I mean um Oliver Oliver is good but I don't like that guy. He's young, <laughs> he makes so many mistakes. He has a great game today, he has a terrible game the next day. Nothing against him as a person, but you know it just goes down to the point where they're human, they're going to make mistakes. You agree you're going to judge them off the fact that they should make as few mistakes as they can in every game so losing one of the good ones is hmm the Premier League needs to protect these referees but it really does I mean they, they, they should have taken Mike Dean he can go <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from Premier League <laughs> Premier League needs to protect his referees to a team that offered no protection <laughs> during his what, Champions League match Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> Yaganus, yeah. It's a Yaganus, man. So we come full circle again. It's that time of the year, and then the Wega outbreak is back in full force. I feel like for football fans, this becomes a very repetitive entire conversation. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. for non Arsenal fans, because we keep seeing the same thing happen over and over again. The yeah. season starts, players come back from injury, the hype builds, they get in the top four, they push, and then by this time, everything starts collapsing. What was, what was interesting for me was Walcott. A couple of Walcott, a couple of months ago, spoke about the maturity within the Arsenal squad. This was obviously when results were going their way. As always. Yeah, and he was talking about the maturity within the squad and that this year they have a different mentality and it's not going to be the same as, you know, previous years and, you know, he had, they had good vibes within the squad. I'm snicker right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... At this point, you don't begin to question when. When is it going to change? You know, because it happens literally every single year. Same thing. Without fail. I think it's hard to take time. Yeah, this better be controversial. Wenger is not an elite manager anymore. Or no, never he's, never, he's the, never been an elite manager. There's not much he can offer in this era. He's a very, he's a very good manager. He's not an elite manager. A club with that much resource available to them should be competing much harder than they do year in, year out. And, I mean, he's got the luxury of being at the helm for a very long time. 
this is his twentieth year. Completely in charge of affairs. Yeah, completely in charge of affairs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this is his, this is his twentieth year, and they've signed some really quality players. But you see, you also have to understand that it's not about how good you become; it's about how much better you are than the competition. And I feel like he 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 always tries to keep his 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 players, his playing squad within a certain range. He never wants to bring in those players that will really take them to the next level. You know, you send one world class player, you send another one, you send another one. Now you have three. You, you know, don't stagger them over a period of fifteen years. You don't. You know, you <laughs> yeah. get what I'm saying. You don't stagger them. You d- you develop a player. The player is really good. You pay him to keep him because the club can. It feels like sometimes he's deliberately managing at a handicap of sorts because I wouldn't just to I wouldn't, make your points or just to prove. No, I, if 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 that's the case, then I don't. That doesn't make much sense. But I'm just saying he's just so reluctant to shift away from his ideology, where these are the things that will take you to the next step. I mean, we can go back to so many comical instances. I mean, look at the Suarez bid, for instance. I mean, come on, that was just absolutely. That was bonkers, man. If you wanted them, you you just pay, pay you, for it. You had the money. You and the player was saying. interested, according to our reports. You as had well. the money. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to be fair. Yeah, he's only won two Premier League titles in twenty years. You know, and when you think about it, we have the likes of Mourinho, who've been in the Premier League for way less, and have won way more, and have won way more. Probably Conte is going to win much more than Wenger's. You know, yeah, you have probably. you have these young boys coming in, and then you just start to think, hmm, you know, is he really? I like him as a man. I think he's a really good manager, but I'm so glad I'm not an Arsenal fan because he would have he would have been he would have really tested my patience because sometimes you can just see that he what has to be done is available to him. It's within his sight. He can see it. He knows it, but he just chooses to do things his own way. That's yeah. why you have a very large section of Arsenal fans really yeah. frustrated yeah. because with the resource available to them, I mean, they've been a top four club for so long. As far as revenues go, they're, they're, you know, they're in the top five, yeah. top seven in the top world for the last... In Europe, yeah, in the world. For the last, you know, 10 or so years. They have money. They're a rich club. They can compete... <laughs> For some reason they don't. Making the bank. For some reason they don't. For some reason they have great players. They win certain games, but when they lose, they lose so badly. You know, yeah. everything really falls apart. I mean, losing, you faced Bayern so many times. I mean, you there should was, know their game plan, know them as a team, and know how to come. There to was it. a great deal. There was a great deal of Schadenfreude for me as a non-Arsenal supporting fan, seeing Arsenal. You know, get dumped five one by Bayern, but also as a Premier League fan, you also feel like no. Like the Premier League needs to compete harder. Like yes, you're, you're making us all look bad. You're making everybody else. You're making everybody else look bad. You know, you face you face these teams all the time in the Champions League. When you play the Champions League, you face these teams. You look at PSG. What PSG did to Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona have knocked them out quite a few times. Yeah, you have to have your turn to shine. There's been a response. You have to have a response, but. You know, losing 5-1, I mean, wow. You have what looks like, you know, maybe your best squad in years. And this this is very telling. And I think it just shows that 
things aren't really going well and he 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 really struggles with you know with the Champions League and for a club like Arsenal they should be doing better so yeah our final words bring out Arsenal no actually Wenger in yeah Wenger in no yeah Wenger in Charlie yeah Okay, so that brings us to the end of our episode today. Thank you for listening, guys and ladies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please make sure to share with two friends. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us, make sure to look us up on Twitter at GCRATW. If you are old school and would rather send us an email, our email address is after the whistle, all one word, at thegoldcoastreport.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Gold Coast Report. Into, put that into your search bar, hit search, and you find us right away. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to us on SoundCloud at GCRATW or just look up after the whistle on whatever podcast manager you are using. Now, if all this is confusing, just go to thegoldcoastreport.com, click on the tab that says podcast, then you click on the ATW logo. It will send directly to our page with all our links and all our episodes. You can listen directly. Have a great week and catch you next week. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Me estoy dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the final. Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown!